Over half of Americans are overwhelmed with anxiety, wondering when or if they will ever be able to retire. At Fike Advisors, we build a customized retirement plan. We call it our Retire ASAP plan, and we help you carry it out so you can put your mind at ease and focus on the things that matter most to you and your family. If you need help with your retirement plan, if you don't have a retirement plan or you're looking for an advisor, go to our website, retireasapshow.com. That's retireasapshow.com and click the schedule now button in the top corner. That is your best way to get in contact with us because you can schedule a free 20-minute conversation with me or Brad and we can talk about how we can get you retired as soon as possible. That's retireasapshow.com retireasapshow.com and click the schedule now button today. It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP show where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike and I have my co-host here, Mr. Brad Fike. Miss, oh, Mr. He's become official now. Now he's something fancy. You got to put Mr. before that. It's been a very serious morning. I've had to wear a mask most of my day. Well, that's the majority of time anymore with the coronavirus lifestyle. You know, you got to be careful and wear your mask. Well, it takes my funness away. So now I'm a Mr. Yeah, he's a oh yeah, he's very serious now with his mask. It's almost like you're a surgeon, you know. You got your mask on, like you're some some very important doctor of some sort. Yeah, or a bank robber. A bank? No, I got a mask on. If they wear that kind of mask to rob a bank, I don't know. I I feel like that doesn't really cover up too much of an identity. But Uh, I just saw on uh, on the uh, the sheriff's had a uh, bank robber a picture of a guy robbing a store. And he had a standard uh, mask on over his nose and mouth. And they said, if anybody can identify it. And it wasn't like within 10 minutes, some girl piped on there, commented. It was on Facebook, commented and said, that's so-and-so. They uh, knew exactly who it was. I'm telling you, that poor mask decision. He needs to get himself a ski mask. You know, the big black ones where you cut the eyes out and then maybe the mouth if you want to. I don't know. Uh, but just uh, So I don't know what ever happened out of that. But I just had to laugh. I'm like, dude, if you're going to do it. You got to get a better mask you, you than that, cut, man. Yeah. The Facebook's calling you out. <laughs> Somebody caught it that quick. You know, oh. it's too obvious. Well, anyway, aside from our COVID experience as financial advisors feeling like we're a little bit more serious with our mask, today, what I want to talk about, we're going to start a little bit of a new series. It's going to be uh, really interesting because we talk a lot about early retirement on this podcast and lots of different things. Well, actually, I wrote a book, uh, co-authored a book with a, with a friend of mine, and we talk about seven hurdles uh, that you need to overcome on your way to retirement. And I thought, well, why don't we have seven episodes talking a little bit about each one of those hurdles as we work our way through there? Because a lot of these things, as I have conversations with our clients and with people just in general from listeners of this podcast or just some of my friends, some of these questions that pop up are really complicated questions. And the answers aren't always just right in front of you, black and white. Sometimes they're in this gray area where we got to do a little bit of research and change some things around and wiggle into different places when it comes to information. And so my friend and I, Dan, we wrote this book together to talk a little bit about some of those details to get some some of the wheels turning in this conversation. Now, the book itself, it's available on Amazon. It's called Retire ASAP, Seven Hurdles to Overcome on Your Way to Retirement. You can look that up and you can buy that book, but it's not an overall guide. I want to I wanna preface that. It, there's no way that I could stuff all the information that you need to know about retirement into a tiny little book. But like I say, what this does is it starts the conversation. So what I want to do th- today, at least, is start the conversation on Social Security. 
security. And I know that your experience with this, Brad, is that it's a very, very complicated and messed up system, if that's the best way to put it, because there's no simple way to understand social security. Yeah. And I think uh, you must have thought through that, you and Dan, when you wrote the book, because you said seven hurdles. I don't know too many people can run hurdles in track. <laughs> I could never get over a short one. I'd, I'd stumble every time. Well, I, I picture it as in hurdles as in, you know, it's not going to be like one of the track runners that actually looks like they know what they're doing. I think of it more as myself and you when we're running in a track or running. Let's let's say we're running in the woods from a bear and we have to hurdle over a log. It's not going to look as pretty as one of those guys from the Olympics, but we'd figure a way out. It may look a little messy, just like our retirement planning. It may look a little messy getting ourselves there, but we're going to get there eventually. I used to run the hurdles and I'd turn around right in front of it and let my butt knock it over and then I'd roll over it get up and go to the next one well we were talking about Facebook I, I saw a video on Facebook at one time of the guy who ran the hurdles all he did and he was fast doing it so he must have practiced this he just ran through the hurdles and I think you get a time <laughs> penalty for that but he was running so fast just running right over them that the time penalty would almost have to cancel out the, the effect of him just trying to jump over it he just bulldozed right through him like a running back going through a football game so basically game. his foot would hit it yep hit and he just walked right on over it and boom 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 instead of having to jump and all the other guys have to jump so they're a little bit slower behind them so i don't know maybe. so there is a way to get past a hurdle there's always a loophole yeah. that's that's the lesson to be learned here there's always a loophole and i i would say that is true with today's conversation <laughs> there is always a way around something somebody's gonna find it this is somewhere. true so let me ask you this question because yep. this is the question everyone who's going to be listening to this podcast has and they have questions about social security and that is when do I take it? When should I start taking my social security? Because if you look at the benefits and you may, as, li as a listener, you may get a benefits sheet once a year, whether you get it by email or whether you get it by uh, regular mail, you get a sheet once a year that says, these are your estimated benefits. And they'll list out. And when you're 62, you're going to estimate it, get this amount of money per month. When you're 66 and six months, which is your full retirement date or whatever it is, it's different for everybody. You're going to get this. Or if you wait till 70, you're going to get this. So people ask us, they go, well, which one should I do? Should I wait longer? Should I do it earlier? So I'm going to ask you that question, Brad. Just real simple. It's not, not a tough question at all. When do, when do people take it? I'll give you the same answer my attorney gives me every time I go down to his office. It depends. It depends. So there is no real good answer for that, that you just covers everything? Uh, no cut dry. So uh, I think it's a personal situation. You know, this goes back to everything we talk about. Just about everything in life, period, is it depends because... Your specific situation is different from the guy sitting beside you and the one sitting beside him or her and the next one and the next one and the next one. It's always different. We have, I would say, no consistency. It's all depends upon who that person is. And when they come in and we have that conversation, whether they take it at 62, full retirement or age 70, we got it's all over the place. And it has to be a conversation that you need to do in part of your planning. This is a financial planning item that is probably number one most important throughout the whole plan. Do you not agree? Absolutely. I, I completely agree because here's the thing. The way that Social Security works is that they give you these estimated benefits as if that's the only information you need to know. But there's so many other pieces of the puzzle that go in there. So let's say someone wants to retire at 62 or, or they want to at least start their Social Security benefits at 62, but they can't afford 
afford to just live off of Social Security and their investments. So now they have to do some part-time work or full-time work to supplement whatever they want their retirement to look like. Well, now there's a whole other list of rules that Social Security has. If you have earned income and you're taking Social Security, there's a penalty to that. And in some cases, it's pretty drastic. So we got to be real careful and say, okay, for your situation, if you need to do some more work before you can fully retire, maybe it's not a good time to pull Social Security because you're going to be wrecking your benefits over a short period of time until you can fully afford to retire. Maybe it's better to wait for that person. Or we have some people who say, look, I just want to get my benefits as soon as possible because I've saved enough in my investments, but I just need a little bit of a bump that would come from Social Security at 62, then I can retire at 62. And so those conversations span all across the board, like you say. And those are simple. You know, there's way more complicated pieces to this, as in if you start adding in your earned income from investments, you know, if we're taking money from IRAs or 401ks as your uh, regular retirement income, now we have to factor in how much of my Social Security becomes taxable. Because at a certain point, it's not taxable. Once you cross a certain threshold of earned income, according to the IRS, now you can have 50% of your Social Security or 85% of your Social Security taxable, which in turn reduces the benefits. If you're supposed to get $1,300, but 50% of it's taxable, you're not going to get $1,300. You're going to have to pay some taxes on that. You may only get $1,000 a month after taxes. And so that might be a drastic number. I'm just throwing some out there. But those types of things you have to consider because it's not as cut and dry as this is your estimated benefit. Which one fits you better? There's so many details that go in behind the scenes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our, our planning software that we use for retirement planning, we calculate all the different scenarios at 62, full retirement age, or 70, it shows you exactly how much money you would lose over a lifetime. You know, this is, again, estimates of, you know, sometimes it's a hundred to $200,000 difference in what you would get out of Social Security. But it really doesn't boil down to, you can't focus on, oh, well, if I take it at 62, I'm going to get 100000 less by the time I'm 85 than if I waited till a full retirement age. You can't look at that. You got to look at today, what do I need to live on and where where am I at my, mentally? If I, if I can't stand my job, I got to retire at 62, I didn't save enough money. Now you go, all right, you may have to take Social Security at 62. And then we're going to, that's going to be less pressure on your assets to get the income you need to live on. And if you have to work part time, then you have this year, 2020, you got to stay under 18,240. Because if you go, if you make more part time, more than 18,000, we'll just round Mm -hmm. it up, round it down. If you make more than 18,000, then I got to start giving a dollar back for every $2 I make in social security. So you got to look at all those angles, but this is where it goes back to the depends because if I hate my job, I got to quit. I'll work part-time. I need to turn social security on at 62 because I don't have a boatload of assets to to continue to live on. So those are discussions you have to whittle out with each individual person. Right. And so let's go a little bit into some of the details here because some people don't understand the difference between the early drawing of social security, full retirement age, and waiting until 70. Those are kind of the three. Now they will prorate some things in between here. So it's not just those three options. You can retire at 63, 64, 65. Those are options for you. The only difference is it just reduces benefits accordingly. So here, the numbers that I was just looking at, Um, And this is from the Social Security Administration website. If you take your Social Security at 62, 
that reduces your full retirement benefit. So that one on the front page that you get from your social security thing, that's your full retirement benefit. 1500 a month, 1700 a month, $700 a month, whatever it is, that's your full one what's on the front page there. When you go to the back page or the second page, that's where you start to see the breakdowns of the reductions that happen there. So at six, let's say uh, for you, Brad, how old are you? Oh, should we tell the public how old you are? I'm eligible for Social Security at 62, uh-huh. so I am 62. So you're 62. Right. Now, what's your full retirement age? Because it's not as cut and dry as just a, an age. It's an age and some months, right? I was born in 1958, so that mine is 66 and eight months. It goes by the year you were born. Right. And that, that decides the difference between whether you can retire at 66, even, or all the way up to 67. Now, for me personally, my full retirement age is 67, and I fully expect that that age to be stretched out a little bit further by the time I get to retirement. At least for the rules right now, with my birthday, anyone born after a certain date, and I can't, it's 1960 and something. Four or five or yeah, something like that. After a certain date, you have that full retirement age is at 67. So you're somewhere in between the 66 and 67 birth dates. So what that does is now they calculate your age 62 benefits. It's somewhere between 25% and 30% less than what your full retirement that's age correct. is. That's correct. Yes. And that's a lot. We're talking about a lot of money. Yep. I, I mean, if you're, if you're supposed to collect $1,000 a month for your full retirement age, that's going all the way down to potentially $700 a month just because you're taking it earlier. Right. And so you, you, know, you look at a lot of them. Let's say your full retirement is a couple thousand a month. Which, you know, really helps out a lot in retirement. I mean, Absolutely. That's, that's 2000 a month coming in. So if you take it early and you lose 30%, of that's about $600. So now you're getting 1200 the rest of your life. I mean, that's a lock-in. Right. It's So you got to be, you know, you got to look at that. It's not just something like, oh, gosh, I can get 1200 right now and I'm good to go for, and I don't care about the future. Right. And so on the reverse side of things, if your full retirement age, let's say for you, like you say, is 66 and seven, is that what you eight. said? 66 and eight months. Now on the reverse side of that, you can delay your benefits and you don't have to take them at 66 and eight months. You can wait all the way to age 70 to maximize your benefits. And on the back end of that, you can increase your benefits by 30%. So instead, instead of just getting your full retirement, go ahead and add another four or $500 potentially onto that per month. That can be substantial. And in fact, what really comes out to, if you do the math, if you wait longer to take your social security, you're going to maximize the dollar amount you're going to get uh, in the long-term benefits. Now, this is the gamble, right? What it comes out to be is somewhere around age 78, 79, somewhere in that range for most people, they cross the threshold that if they take their uh, benefits at age 70, they make way more money if they live past age 78 than if they take their benefits at 62. But now here's the question. Are you going to live to age 78 or 79? No one knows. So this is the gamble of do I wait and delay to get the most money or do I go ahead and just take it early and get it as early as I can and enjoy it while I can? Well, unfortunately, those aren't really the biggest questions, are they? The biggest question is what you said earlier. What makes sense for my retirement plan? Exactly. Yeah. And so um, one thing you don't want to do, I'll throw in a little story. I had a fellow came in here a couple of years ago. He was 73 at the time and uh, he was retiring from his job and he hadn't taken Social Security yet. And I said, how come you didn't turn Social Security on at 70? Well, I'm waiting for, I don't need it. So I'm going to wait for it. I'm just going to keep maximizing it. I go, you know, at age 70, it doesn't increase anymore. Hmm. So let's say it's $2,000 a month at age 70. At age 73, it's still 2000 a month. So he lost three years of Social Security income. 
And I said, well, you need to go back and say that you didn't understand that and see if you can get it. So he ended up getting six months. They, they backed it up six months for him. But in the meantime, he lost two and a half years of income. And that's massive. You so can't... once you hit 70, turn it on because Absolutely. it isn't getting any higher after that. But then you have people like uh, like your dad and my grandpa who is, he was working full time up until he was 83, 82, 83. Yeah. And so he's been collecting this social security that he turned on at age 70, but he still is all, he, he used to get so mad about it because he's paying him, he's getting paid social security, but then out of his regular paycheck from work, he's paying back into the social security fund he goes this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen and so you get stuff like that too where it's again this is a funky system it's not it's Very not confusing. super it, it was well thought out to begin with but now it's morphed and mutated to fit the needs of whatever the the growing population and different things it's become this huge complicated monster and so there's nothing easy to understand about social security no, when it comes to this correct. stuff so the basics though are the earlier you take it the less benefits you get the longer you wait the more benefits you get up to a certain cap at age 70 so d- definitely take it at 70 if you haven't already started but these types of things really start messing with a retirement plan and so I'm going to ask you this Brad why is it that social security is such a nice thing to have in retirement. Is there something that really um, that allows Social Security to be so beneficial to our retirees? Well, I think it's a guaranteed income for one. Right. And it takes a lot of pressure off your assets. So if I've saved money in my 401k or whatever I've done all through my lifetime, a Social Security benefit even though it isn't a great bang for your buck, because if you go back and look how much I paid in all those years and what am I going to get back out of it, uh, you'd have been better off doing it yourself. Unfortunately, we legally have to do this, unless you're Amish or something, you can escape it. But so I think the huge benefit is it is a guaranteed income. And if there's a husband and wife there and the wife didn't work, she gets half of her spouses. So if I work and my wife doesn't work and I'm say my benefit at full retirement age is 2000 a month, I'm going to get 2000. She's going to get a thousand as my spouse. So that's a pretty beneficial number. That's 3000 a month coming in. And if you need 5,000 to live on, I only got to pull two off my assets. Every now, month. I might have to pull a little more if there's taxes involved, but you know, right. you think about it, that's a pretty substantial chunk even though, again, it's not a great bang for the amount of money I put in, but it's a nice chunk to help take pressure off your assets. We talk a lot about anxiety around retirement on this podcast. A ton about it. There's so much anxiety out there. Over half of Americans wonder if they're ever going to be able to retire. I'm going to ask you three questions, and you don't have to answer them to me out loud because you're listening to a recording, but I'm going to ask you three questions. Do you have enough to retire? When is it that you're going to retire? And how exactly are you going to go about doing it? If you don't have an answer to all three of those questions, you probably have some sort of anxiety or you've just given up hope completely on any sort of retirement. Here's what I want to do. I want to offer you an opportunity to get away from all that, to get those questions answered. And that is our free Retire ASAP Toolkit. Sorry, I said free. We even mail it to you. We ship it to you for free. You don't pay a dollar. It gets to your house. This kit has all kinds of stuff and it has a book talks about how to overcome hurdles on your way to retirement. We have a checklist, the things that you may need to check the box on to make sure that you have everything organized for your retirement. We also have an audio CD in there that gives you some interesting strategies and ways to look at retirement for you. If you're interested in this Retire ASAP Toolkit, all you got to do is click below. There's going to be a link if you're on desktop listening to this. If you're not on your desktop listening to this, you can go to fikeadvisors.com. 
and there will be a link on our website for you to sign up for your free toolkit. All you have to do is put in your name, your email address, and your actual address so we can mail this thing to you completely free of charge. That is our Retire ASAP Toolkit. You can get it at bikeadvisors.com or if you're on desktop, you can click the link below. If we look back at the old school thinking of retirement, right? And this is back, you know, 30 years ago or so. Things have changed. Caveman days. Oh, caveman. Well, you were back there in 30 years ago. So are you calling yourself a caveman? No, 30 years ago, you know, the difference was is you worked, say, 25, 30, 35 years for your company. When you decided to retire, you got your gold watch and your pension. And so your entire retirement wasn't based off of some investment in most cases, unless you were ultra wealthy. Most guys and and ladies, when they were retiring, they were getting a monthly payment from their company that they worked for based off of their pension plan. And then eventually they'd be able to plug into social security. So what they were doing is building this foundation of retirement that is guaranteed for the rest of their life if they worked out that plan with their pension. Well, nowadays, companies don't really have great pensions. There's a few of them out there, but the majority of companies are now saying the ball is in your court employee, you need to figure out your own retirement stuff. You handle and manage your 401k with the investments you have as options. We'll throw some money in there for you as long as you're doing some yourself, but this is all on you. And so now the responsibility is on the employee to save their own retirement funds. Social security becomes more important than ever because it becomes that foundation of this is what I can expect at the very least, no matter what the markets do, no matter what happens, I can expect at least this much. Although, here's another question. This is a question I get often. What about Social Security going bankrupt? Is that something to be afraid of? Well, I don't think so. I think that's political suicide for anybody in office that uh, is there whenever that happens. But I would say that I hear that from a lot of 62-year-olds. They come in, they go, look, I'm going to turn mine on because I don't know if it's going to be there. And if I lock it in now, I'm good for the rest of my life. And I don't really care what happens because if Social Security decides they aren't going to do it any longer five years from now, I'm already locked in. And I go, but you don't know that. You don't know that Social Security is ever going to close up and you don't know that you'd be grandfathered in if they did. Right. So I go, you really have to look at the numbers. So we have to go back to that number thing, get rid of that paranoia. But I really think that Social Security will always be there. It's embedded so deep now. Now what they can do is they'll extend, you know, your years that you work. So your full retirement age could be 70 by the time you get uh, in the next 10 years, especially this year with all the government uh, money being given away. It's just it. It's another problem. I mean, Mm -hmm. Social Security is always a problem. But I do believe it's political suicide for any politician to go, we're going to stop Social Security or we're going to, you know, cut it in half. I don't think you'll see that. No. Well, and just imagine, because I know that in our area here uh, in Northeast Ohio, there's a ton. And when I say a ton, I mean a ton of families who, when they retire, they're living purely off of Social Security. Um, in, yeah. in our area, the cost of living is low enough that, you know, they're not living some lavish lifestyle by any means, but they can make ends meet with their whatever monthly benefits they're getting from Social Security. And so imagining the government shutting that off and putting a huge chunk, let's say 20% of our population of retirees into poverty immediately just by cutting benefits. You're right. That's political suicide. This is a perfect picture of what uh, DC has done in any sort of financial situation. They're just kicking the can down the road, right? They know that there's a it's a ticking time bomb that Social Security is going to go bankrupt at a certain point, all these different things, but it's not a problem that's immediate right now. And until it becomes immediate, let's say in the late 2020s, so let's say 
you know, 2028, 2029, when now we're three or four years away from what the, you know, the financial experts say is the the bankruptcy stage, that's when they're going to make a change. And here's the sad part is there's plenty of economists who have done the research and said, if we make a change now, it's a much less drastic change than if we have to wait longer to make the change. But the reality is no one wants to be the bad guy that increases taxes or changes retirement dates or does any of those things. So they're going to kick it the can down the road until someone else is stuck with it. Then they have to make a big drastic decision on it, but they're not going to let it go away. I can't imagine. No. And let's look at it this way. We have these discussions quite regularly it is that just because Social Security is in trouble, it's the government. They can they can raise revenues at any point in time by changing tax code. Different than you and I. Okay, if we run debt up, you and I personally run debt up, can we control the income flow? Well, some people can. Self-employed people or whatever can ramp up their business or whatever. But the, but the government has the right to just change the tax code and go, okay, now we're bringing more money in, so now we're going to true it up. And they will shuffle and kick the can down the road to the point is where they have to adjust the tax code to get it refunded and keep the thing for another 10 years. So they have the ability as a government. And this is what I always say when we have all this massive debt and people are all paranoid and whacked out how this country is going to go bankrupt because all the debt, they can turn the tax thing up. And as long as the economies are rolling good, like they have been in the last few years, there's plenty of cash out there that you could up taxes. Absolutely. Okay, so that's it's not a dead end street at all. Well, and here's I heard um, on another podcast I listened to uh, an expert who was talking about this because someone was asking about the national debt and how they're so concerned about these types of things. And his answer was, he goes, "Listen, if the bank loans somebody a hundred thousand dollars, that's that person's problem. So you have a mortgage for a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, whatever it is. That's your problem. You don't pay that back, you lose your house." He said, "But on the other side of things." If a country loans another country $100 billion, it's not the United States problem that they're in debt. It's China and the other countries that are loaning us money. It's their problem because if the U.S. decides to default on their debt, now we have a real big situation on our hands. China has to make a massive world-changing decision if they're going to you know, pursue some sort of debt. So really, even though the U.S. is the one that's deep in debt, they have all the leverage in the world with it. They're the ones, even though we have all the debt, we're the ones with the power. And that's the scary part because the debt is so massive, it's almost a much larger piece of leverage than anything else that's out there. Yeah, we could default on all our bonds today. We wouldn't have any debt then. Can you imagine? It'd be a, could World be, War Three, hundred percent. It'd be Armageddon. But the the thing is, China doesn't want to go into a, a world war. I they may talk tough and they may want to you know save face in these things, but neither does the United States. Again, we may talk tough and we may say we have the toughest military in the world. No one wants to go to war. War is good for nobody. It's not good for small businesses. It's not good for large corporations. There may be a few government contracted corporations that make a lot of money out oh, of it, yeah. but no country or company wants to go into a massive war. And so the leverage in the case of the United States having all this debt is in the hands of the United States because they can say, look, we can't pay it back. What's China going to do? Well, you have to pay it back. Or what? You want to start? No one wants to do that. So yeah. this is the thing. I, I'm not saying that Social Security is, is going to disappear. and I'm not going to say we're not going to have to increase taxes to make it work. But I will tell you this. I know that the government is not going to have any trouble finding some way to either raise revenues or slow things down or borrow money from another country or print money of some sort, even with inflation costs. They're going to find a way to be able to make this work because the last thing they want is a war between other countries. And the last thing they want is their own people to start some uprising 
surprising because all of a sudden the government said, you've paid all this money in here, but there's nothing left for anybody. Sorry, thanks for your money. We mismanaged it. You're on your own now. That's going to cause an even bigger scene, civil side of things. Right, yeah. So we got off on a little political tangent there, but the idea here is the same. Social security is complicated, but it's probably here to stay. It may look slightly different for some of us, especially me. I'm 27. So, you know, 30 years from now, when I'm finally starting to think about social security, it's probably going to look different. But the answer is still the same of when do I take it? It depends. It depends on your situation. Does it make sense for us to set you up to retire early and that you need these extra funds to be able to do it? Does it make sense that you've saved enough funds that we can delay it and get a little bit more down the road? Does it make sense that your spouse is going to take half of your social security number or do they have their own that they need to? These are conversations that you need to have with a financial advisor. And so this is where we'll stick our disclaimer in here like we always do. We are financial advisors, but on this podcast, we're not giving you any advice. This is just helpful education and and hints. What we're really trying to do is we're trying to give you an idea of questions and conversation to start with your own advisor. If you have a financial advisor or a tax advisor or an estate planning advisor that you use for all this stuff, talk to them about these things. They have the answers for this. And if you don't have an advisor, we're taking on new clients here. So you're welcome to go to our website. It's fikeadvisors.com. As soon as you go to that homepage, there's a schedule now button in the top right corner. You can click that button and that will take you to our digital calendar. You can schedule a free 20 minute phone call. We're not even going to, it's not going to be that long. We just want to hear about your situation, see if we can help you, see if we can give you some next steps. So if that's you, you're looking for someone that you want to work with on these types of things. You have social security questions, you have retirement questions. Give us a call. We'd be happy to help you out. But that's what I, I mean, what do you want to do? Anything closing to wrap this up? Any thoughts that you have about Social Security? No, I think it's uh, it's so complicated, so diverse that it is a very personal situation. And uh, don't buy, you know, it goes right back to reading articles, listening to other podcasts, just whatever, news media out there. Uh, you can't generalize. It's you specific and mm-hmm. you do need counsel to help you with that. And we actually uh, will help educate you a little bit, but then we will send you to Social Security to get definitive answers. And uh, you have to, you have to, because there's always going to be some odd situation, you know. Right. So, I guess uh, ending it for me is uh, I'm thinking about going up to the track up here. They had some hurdles set up when I drove by the other day. I'm going to try your stampede approach where, stampede you, where approach. you run and you stamp on your foot against that. I still think I'm going to do a barrel roll after each one and then jump back up because I that's how uncoordinated I am. But I think <laughs> this is one way to get through the first hurdle. Just run blast right on through it. I don't think it'll work for Social Security, but I think it'll work for my hurdle. Your regular track experience. That's you, you know, I think your training starts now for your Olympic hurdling career. Do they have a senior citizen element to that? You know, I'm not quite sure. Hmm. In, in CrossFit, they call it the master's division, but really it's just the old people's division. So I'm thinking maybe Easy. maybe they have an Olympic version of the master's division. That could be it. I would like to do the comedian one where you run up the hurdle, you kick it, you roll, you trip yourself over it, you get back up, go to the next one, you roll over and you get back up. I mean, just I'll do the comedian. I'll do the halftime act. How's that? The halftime act. Oh, boy. You know, it used to be Beyonce. Now it's Brad Fike. Look out, everybody. Halftime show. Hurdling. 
<laughs> so anyway, that's our, our take on Social Security. Again, if you have questions, you can reach out to us. Over the next few months, we're going to be talking about some other hurdles that you're going to be uh, having to tackle on your way to early retirement. Things like, what do you do for health care insurance before you reach 65 when you get to Medicare? What kinds of withdrawal strategies do you need to be thinking about? What type of investment portfolio should you be having when it comes to uh, retirement planning? These are questions that everyone seems to have when they walk in the door to our office. They're questions that are complicated. They don't have straightforward answers. And we're going to tackle a hurdle each episode for the next few months just so that we can get a little bit under our belt and help you guys take that next step towards your retirement. So looking forward to our future conversations. Again, fikeadvisors.com. You can click the schedule now button if you want to talk to us and chat to us. Uh, a little bit about what your situation is. And in the meantime, have a great rest of your week. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.